Hey everybody, this is Brian for Curiosity Continuum. This is a solo episode. Solo episodes are where Josh and I talk separately, usually solo, which hence the name. What happens is uh, Josh will usually say something and then I respond, or I'll say something and he'll respond. The purpose of these was not only to serve a uh, purpose in when we had timing issues in terms of when we could record to have those recording sessions, but also to allow us the freedom to express something outside of a conversation. This is actually part of the proof and concept where we teach people how to formulate thoughts and bring an opinion to the table. Oftentimes, some of the most productive conversations are those when you have a formed opinion and then others can respond to it. So in the spirit of that, uh, if you want to join the conversation even more, please visit us at curiositycontinuum.com. You can hit follow on all your favorite podcast app services to learn when there's new uh, episodes available like this one. So let me start uh, my thought process here. I'm sitting outside Target right now waiting on my daughter and her friends to come back out after they're doing a little bit of back-to-school shopping uh, for the timing of this particular episode. And one of the things I want to kind of invite you to consider with me is some of the logic gap. And I might even call it something like the confidence gap or the confidence logic gap. Why do I call it that? I don't know if it's just me, but I'm pretty sure that you've noticed that as you go out to places, places that you shop, places that you go out to eat, maybe a customer service line that uh, of a company that you use their services, there are people giving answers to questions that they have no idea about what the actual answer is. But they state it with a lot of confidence, thinking that that is the correct answer, because it's an answer. Now you see, the problem with that is you can be confident and be absolutely deceived or absolutely wrong. Now, are we allowed to change our mind as human beings? Of course. Are we allowed to get better? I hope so. I hope we all get better. But the problem comes when you're trying to solve a problem and somebody gives a definitive answer because they feel that's the answer when it's not based in fact. And this causes problems when you actually have to make the world work. Here's a great example of this. I went into a restaurant, and this is a restaurant that I frequent often. And sometimes I'll use the online ordering system. Now, granted, their strength in this restaurant is not their online ordering system. That's fine. But when I went to go order some new items or specify something that they have often, they didn't have the functionality to request it. So there was like a sampler, uh, to give the real example, there was like a sampler of different salads. Chicken salad, tuna salad, egg salad. And they had a few different options. You had to choose three, and I was able to pick one. But on the online app, you had to only you had to choose a variety. You couldn't choose like double of something, right? That's okay. Uh, I went downstairs and I explained to them, like, hey, uh, can't order double anything. You said I could last time I was in ordering in person that I could do that. And the, the person in front of me said, oh, you just have to specify it on the online app. And I said, well, that was the thing I talked to you about last time. And you don't have the functionality to do that. She goes, you should just be able to do it on the app. I looked at her very honestly and I said, have you ever used your online ordering app yourself? She said, no. Now the problem I have with that is that she is telling me what to do as a solution, but she has never even used the system. And I told her, I said, so the problem is, is that that functionality doesn't exist. And she said, well, that's okay. It's the total of the food. And I just kind of moved on because I realized I was going to get nowhere in that conversation. See, the problem is that, not that you don't know the answer. The problem is that you're telling something confidently and definitively that you want people just to accept. And even if you're wrong, it's like, well, it doesn't affect me. 
See, part of the problem that I think is coming with the logic gap is part of a lack of empathy. Like, do I actually know what this person will go through if I'm wrong? Now, everybody's got a little different sensibilities along with that, and I understand that. I know back in the day when I was in food service, I'm going to sound like that guy right now. If I didn't know the answer, I was not afraid to ask my manager. In fact, I wanted to know so that next time I could do better. My goal was to be autonomous. My goal was to be not, not so directed by my manager because I wanted the ability to be able to answer those questions and do it myself. That gave me understanding and it allowed me to serve my customers better. But more and more, I find that people are just wanting to give an answer, whether it's right or wrong. And I find the same type of behavior, and I wonder if it's mirrored because of what search engines allow us to do today. We can search for a question, and we can get some kind of answer. Now, whether it's right or wrong, you actually probably should validate what that is. Now, one of the skills that they taught, teach you in school, hopefully, is to validate your sources. And in school, when you had analog ways of doing research, you had to validate your sources because somebody had to go maybe look at a book to make sure that it was correct and you were actually citing somebody else besides yourself that was an expert. But more and more with digital availability and the ability to self-publish is that people are finding answers and it may not necessarily be even correct. But there's never the validation to say, is that actually correct? And I've wondered what's happened to the curiosity of people to say, am I right? I think people are just ready to give an answer, to move on because it's not their problem. But see, the problem is that when you don't make it your problem, or you don't have enough curiosity to take it to the logical outworking, you cause more problems. And so when there's breaks in customer service, and there's breaks in uh, the communication chain, you have to ask yourself, what is my level of confidence in this person to give an answer that's logical, or even something with a level of confidence that I feel is good. See, oftentimes I think people would just swallow what, what has been told to them and say, well, that just must be what it is. But it's okay to question, whether it's a, a job thing, whether it's a personal thing. Questions should not be considered uh, bad. Sometimes they're considered dangerous, and they are, because it requires people to give an answer. Now, sometimes people don't have to give you an Okay, but that's fair. They're not saying that they know or don't know. They're saying, like, I don't have an answer for you. I will say that in the customer service world, if you are refusing to find out the answer for your customer, I think you'll find that your customers will be leaving. And some of the issues I think that businesses are having is the lack of empathy toward customers because you're not actually solving problems or stepping into their shoes. Back in the day when businesses had to earn business and people came through the door, and it was word of mouth and reputation and things. Those things really stuck. People didn't have online reviews to be able to go see what other people said. You earn that business one client at a time. And I find what happens like, oh, there's plenty of clients out there. We'll just keep going, and we don't care. What's interesting to me is that people who just do what would be a, considered a normal standard operating procedure in terms of how you care for customers, saying, I don't know, let me go ask. Right? Nobody's going to care if you don't know. In fact, it's not a ding against you as a person. It tells me that you're curious and that you care enough to find out the right answer. So you're not giving just some type of response just to get the problem off your plate. I want to present this to you and say, have you run into this more lately than ever? That people are just ready to give an answer but not actually solve a problem? Do you find that they're asking for things that are completely illogical? Like I had the other day when 
I was asked for financials for some one of my businesses five days in advance before the month actually ended. And I politely asked and I said, can you please explain to me how I'm supposed to give you financials in the future for a month that doesn't exist yet as far as it actually happened? And then they said, could you uh, give it the day after? And I said, you know, I don't know any business that actually closes their books a day after it closes. So some of these logic gaps of things that you're asking for, just because you're asking for it doesn't mean it's possible. There's an outworking that must accompany that. So are you accounting for the real world realities of things when you're asking for things? Are you doing that in a sense of not only wanting the answer and being pleasantly persistent, but are you willing to do the work to find the answer? I want you just to consider these things. I'm sure you may have run into some situations on your own where you say, what has happened? Why don't people ask good questions? Why aren't people willing to help solve problems? Love to hear your comments. Until next time, this is Brian for Curiosity Continuum.